All right, guys, I want to ask you um, to go back in your mind to that, that place where changes had started happening in your body, all right? And all of a sudden, like, the voice starts doing the crack thing. You know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, those girls who had cooties before, they start looking kind of nice. And you start thinking, well, that one girl, like, she looks really nice. And, and she seems nice, too, because she, she has a personality. That's important, right? When you're your hormones are raging, you care about the personality. Um, and, and so you, 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 want, you, want, you want to, 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 to ask her out, but you get nervous about it. And you, you, well, what if my voice cracks when I, if I asked her out? And how should I do it? And I was a youth pastor for a long time, and so this was a common thing that uh, teenage boys would come to me for advice on about how to ask a girl out. Uh, my number one advice is use words, um, form sentences, and ask a question. Um, that's a good place to start if you're wanting to ask a girl out. Um, but it takes some boldness, right, to get over that hurdle, to say, I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm going to see if she'll say yes. And what I would always tell him is like, look, you're not going out with her now. If she says no, you will still not be going out with her. So there's no change. Okay? So like, you really got nothing to lose here, dude. All right? Just go for it. Throw it out there. Be bold. Ask the girl out. And today in Scripture, we're, we're looking at Luke chapter 11. And uh, uh, we're looking at a place where Jesus is teaching us about how to pray and how to talk to God. Um, how to lift up to him our request. Um, and he wants us to come with that boldness before God, to be bold in what we will, will ask. To, at times we might feel like, you know, oh, well, God is so big and he's got so much going on. Like, would he really care about my little problem or about this or about that? And what Jesus is telling us is bring it all to him. Be bold about it. Put it out there. Put it out on the table. And Jesus has just finished um, teaching the disciples how to pray in a prayer that that we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Um, And this is in uh, Luke 11, uh, verses 1 to uh, 4. And we've just, we've worked through this as a church. That's what we do here at Potter's House, is we work through Scripture. Um, And what this does to me as a preacher is it keeps me from being able to skip over the hard stuff um, and go to the easy stuff that I want to talk about, um, which is a good thing because we need to hear the full counsel of God's Word, um, not just uh, what my opinion is for the day. Uh, And so we're moving on in Scripture. We're Luke chapter 11, starting in verse 5. And he, being Jesus, said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. So a little cultural thing here, okay. So you're in the Middle East, um, before any of the modern conveniences, right? There's not a 24-hour store down the road. There's no hotels, really, um, very few, if that. Um, And so hospitality was a very prized aspect of their culture. And so uh, if someone came to town, it was a big shame on you and your town if you were not hospitable and taking care of your your friend that showed up. 
And so this guy has a friend show up in the middle of the night, and he doesn't have anything to give him to eat. Because when you bake your bread, because you don't go to the store and buy bread, you bake your bread, and you bake it for the day uh, for what you're going to use, and they've already used theirs up for the day. And so he's, he's got these people that have traveled. Well, how do they travel? Well, it wasn't in their you know, four-wheel drive, uh, you know, nice Jeep Commander, whatever it is that, that, you, that you guys drive. Um, that They got there by walking, right? So someone has walked presumably all day because they're getting there at midnight. They're hungry uh, from their journey. And to be a good host, you want to give them a place to stay and some food to eat. Um, and so that's, that's the context of this story. And then, so he goes to, this, to his other friend's house to say, hey, give me something to give these guys. And Jesus says, and he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I totally agree with this guy. Right now at my house, we have a month and a half old. Do not wake, awaken the kraken, right? Like, quit banging on my door. It is midnight. We got that thing asleep. We want to sleep. Like, do not wake us up. What are you thinking, dude? Like, go away. We have a one-room house. We're all in one bed here in the middle together. You're waking everybody up. What are you doing? That's some kind of boldness right there, right? And then Jesus goes on, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. So Jesus is telling this story to teach us about prayer. And he's teaching us that we need to be like this guy that's bold enough to go at midnight to ask for what he needs. And that somehow God will answer that prayer because of his impudence. And as I was studying this, I was like, I don't use the word impudence. I don't know what the word impudence really means. I looked it up in the dictionary and I was like, I still don't really know what the word impudence means. And so I did a little, uh, a little Greek study on it, going back to the word that's translated there, because some of your translations might have the word persistence there. So is it just that like, God is, Jesus is telling us that uh, for us to get our prayers answered by God, we just need to be persistent. So, you know, in my mind, it goes to like, uh, you know, Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. It's like, knock, 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 God, knock, 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 God, knock, 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 God, knock, 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 God, until he answers. Like, we just annoy him to death until he answers or something. Like, is that, is that what God is wanting here? And uh, so I went and I looked up the Greek word here, and uh, we have a few uh, seminary students with us today. So when I tell you this word, it's going to make it all clear for you, and the rest of us are still going to be lost. Um, but the word used here is anidin. All right? Anidin. Clear it up for you? All right? Even the seminary students are like, what are you talking about? Um, and so I, I, well, what does that word mean? And I looked it up, and that word means impudence. And I was like, great, that really helps. Still don't know what that word means. But then I went on and I read the other definitions. And the next word, the next way of translating that is shamelessness. It's like, oh, now that's making more sense to me. Shamelessness. Another way of translating it is a lack of sensitivity to what is proper. It's not proper to go at midnight to knock on somebody's door. Another definition was careless about the good opinion of others. 
So what Jesus is saying is, I don't want your prayers to be what's culturally acceptable and nice and easy. I want your prayers to be bold. I want them to be shameless. I want you to come before God and say, here's something huge that I'm asking for, Lord. I want you to, to, to answer this huge thing. And so our, my first point for us today is let us be without shame in our boldness and our request to God. Let us have that kind of tenacity, that kind of boldness where we come before God and we ask him big things. But what kind of things is it that Jesus is telling us to pray for? Well, that goes back to what we've already covered in the past few passages. So is he just telling us that, hey, you want the newer, nicer car? You need to have boldness in praying for that. Or uh, you want the pay raise at work or the, the promotion or uh, you, you want to pass this test? I, I prayed that prayer a lot. Lord, just help me out with this test. Um, you know, is, is that the things that he's wanting us to answer? Yes and no. Because all of it hinges on where he taught us to pray God, your kingdom come. That's where our prayers start. It's based on him and his kingdom and his kingdom advancing. And so, I've heard many people pray for that speedboat that they could use to advance God's kingdom. (laughs) Sometimes he answers that prayer. But the point is, our prayers, our boldness, the things we're praying for need to be based on, Lord, your kingdom come. Which means, another way of saying that is, your will be done. And one way that we've seen as a church this be answered lately is, I've I've been here as a pastor for two years, and I know since I've been here, we've been praying, Lord, will you give us a place to meet? Will you give us a place that we can work out of throughout the week? Will you give us a place that we can advance your kingdom? Because before we met up in the Boys and Girls Club, which was great for what it was, but it was just a place that we had for a couple hours on Sunday, and that was it. And we were, we're, we're praying, when, you know, and we're looking at real estate around here and rental prices, and we're like, God, we don't know how you can answer this prayer, but we're going to be bold and we're going to pray it. And he's answered that prayer. And today we get to celebrate the grand opening of this facility. And we get to rejoice in God's provision And the fact that we have a place here in West Bank that we can minister for him and that we can be a representative for his kingdom and that we can uh, pray that he will advance his kingdom here and in this place. So how do we pray with boldness? How do we pray for him to advance his kingdom? Let's pray that he might do a mighty work right here in this building. Let's pray that he might do a mighty work coming out of this building. Let's pray that he'll do a mighty work right here in West Bank. Let's pray he does a mighty work right across the street in West Kelowna. Let's pray that he does a mighty work across the bridge in Kelowna. So we got, we got to get all our geographies right, you know. Those lines, I mean, they paid to put all those signs up, so they want you to know that it's, you know, West Kelowna, West Bank, West Kelowna, West Bank. Um, but let's pray for God's kingdom to advance over it. Let's pray for God's kingdom to advance over Kelowna. Let's pray for it to advance throughout B.C., We have friends here from Surrey. Let's pray for it to advance in Surrey. We have friends here from Alberta. Let's pray for it to advance in Alberta. Let's pray for his kingdom to advance throughout Canada. We have some friends here today from the States, from Georgia. 
Let's pray for his kingdom to advance there. Let's pray for his kingdom to advance throughout the world. Because he is a God who can do mighty things. We heard testimony today of the change that he's done in Amanda's life. And the way that he's worked in her life. And we give him credit for that. And we ask him boldly, Lord, multiply that over and over and over again. We want to we see this, this. I love filling up this tank. Like I do. It takes a while, especially on the, the water pressure here in this building. <laughs> but I love filling up this tank. Because it's so important to symbolize what God has done in people's lives. And I want to get to fill up this tank a lot. And we want to see that happen here. And so let's pray with boldness that the Lord will do that. It's a beautiful thing seeing this place filled up today with people. Let's pray that he'll continue to do that. That he'll continue to fill this place to where we're overflowing. I would love to have the problem of not having enough space here. Let's pray with boldness that God can and will do that. And what does Jesus say is the response to this kind of prayer? Verse 9, And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be open. God answers that prayer. He is a God who is faithful and just, and he will answer those kind of prayers. And that's a beautiful thing for us, that we can come with that kind of boldness and know that we have a God who hears us, a God who answers, a God who supplies. And this leads us to a challenge, though, because most of us in here that pray can probably point to something in your life that you have prayed for that has not been answered, that you have not received. You asked and it it didn't come. You knocked and it wasn't opened. And how do we deal with that? How does that happen? Like, Like, how does that fit with what Jesus is saying here? And that's the next passage here in what he goes into. He tells another little illustration here. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Right? So Jesus is saying, all right, so dad's in the room. Your kid's hungry. He's asking you for food. Are you going to, instead of food, give them a venomous animal? To attack them. No. Like we would not do that. We would not give them something that would hurt them. Because we want to protect our kids. We love our kids. We care about our kids. And he goes on. If you then who are evil. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the heavenly father. Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So what Jesus is saying is. You might be asking for something but it's not really what you need. 
Your father knows what you need. He knows what is best, even if it hurts. He knows what is best, and that's what he gives. And so sometimes when we're praying for something, we're praying out of our ignorance. And we're praying out of a, well, we think this is what we want, and so God, will you answer this? Will you give us this? But what God is saying is, I have a better plan. I have a better plan for the end. I have a better plan for the end goal of where we're going. And did you catch what Jesus said about us there? He called us a name. And it wasn't nice. It's pretty offensive. When you study the Bible, it gets pretty offensive sometimes. Jesus said that we're evil. What father among you would do this? And you're evil. Well, I don't like him saying that. I think highly of myself, right? I'm not as bad as the next guy, so therefore I'm pretty good. But what Jesus is saying is, no, actually left to yourself, you're pretty bad. The former, one of the former presidents in the U.S. had a, a speech this week where he was trying to um, calm down some of the great hatred and tension in the politics down there right now. And so George Bush had this quote, uh, George W. had this quote um, this week, if we can throw it up there. He said, too often we judge other groups by their worst examples while judging ourselves by our best intentions, forgetting the image of God we should see in each other. And I found that to be very true about how we look at ourselves. I look at the things that I do that's wrong and I'm like, it's not that bad, right? I did all this other good stuff too, so I must be pretty, I must be pretty okay. But what Jesus says is, I'm evil. That stings. That's not nice. It kind of hurts a bit. But the response to that is what the Father will give us, which is the Holy Spirit. You'll be like, wait, I didn't ask for the Holy Spirit, Right? I asked for grandma not to die, and she died. That's what I prayed for. And you're talking about giving something else. Well, let's look at what that something else is. In Galatians, um, it's another book of the Bible. Over in Galatians chapter 5, um, Paul really outlines what it's like comparing. He, he uses the term the flesh to represent that evil side of us. And then he uses the term the Spirit to talk about what it is that comes from the Holy Spirit. That's this gift from God. In Galatians 5, he says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. See, there's this rivalry going on. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. So if the evil part, here's the evil part of us. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
Other places of Scripture, Paul points out that that's exactly who we, if, if, we're not, if we haven't come to Christ, that's who we are. And if we've come to Christ, that's who we once were. That we all have that kind of history. We all have that kind of baggage. We all have, have been messed up in this evilness. And he goes on, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So what Scripture is telling us is it's just like Amanda's testimony today. I did those things that were fun at the time, but then I felt horrible about it because they were wrong. They were evil. But the good thing is the gift that God gives us is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. So I ask you, which one do you want your life to be marked by? Do you want to be marked by fun for a moment and then agony for hours afterwards? Or do you want your life to be marked by love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control? That's a pretty good trade-off, if you ask me. And so the next question is, well, how do we get that trade-off? How does that happen? Well, Jesus just told us that if we're bold enough to ask the Lord for big things, that he will answer that prayer. There's no bigger prayer, there's no bolder prayer than praying, Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Scripture tells us that if we believe in Jesus Christ and the fact that he died on the cross, he was a perfect, sinless human being. He had none of that evil that we have. He was sinless, proving that he was fully God. He's fully man, fully God. And he came and he laid down his life for us on the cross so that we could be forgiven Scripture tells us the wages of sin is death. The wages of the, the price that we're owed for our evil is death. It's punishment. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so Jesus gives us that free gift if we just ask him for it. We boldly come and ask him, Lord, forgive me. I believe in what you did on the cross for me. I believe in the empty tomb, the fact that you were raised from the dead. And I believe that you can make me right with God. And when we pray that prayer, what Scripture tells us, what happens is we get that gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to be with us. Amanda mentioned asking Jesus into my heart. That's another way of saying the Holy Spirit comes into us. He comes and lives with us. And he is the provider of that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that gentleness, that kindness, that goodness, that faithfulness, that self-control. He is our guide in that. Do we still mess up? Yeah. But he's there to correct us. 
He's there to pull us back on track. He's there to pull us back into the path and put us back in the right direction. And so I ask you today, do you have that peace in your life? Have you experienced that joy? If not, what's holding you back? If not, what are you holding on to? Is the evil side really that fun? I pray that you will come to that place where you can boldly pray that prayer. And I want to end with giving you this assurance. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the fact that though we are evil, you are good. And you do not leave us to ourself, but you sent your one and only son to come and pay the price for us. He paid a price he didn't owe so that we could be forgiven. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, I pray for anyone here who needs to experience that forgiveness for the first time. Pray that they will have the boldness, they'll have the tenacity to step out and just come to you and ask you for it. That they won't be scared, that they won't let any of the other excuses about why they shouldn't be in the way, but with boldness they'll come before you and ask for your forgiveness and receive new life in Jesus. They will receive the Holy Spirit and the great gift that he is to our lives. Lord, for those of us who know you, who have walked with you a while, Lord, I pray that we will pay attention to your spirit. I pray that we will be um, in line with his direction for our life so that we can remain in your joy and your peace and in your patience. Lord, I pray for boldness for our church, that we will be bold in advancing the gospel in this place, that we'll be bold in sharing with others about your kingdom. Lord, I pray just your blessings on this space. I pray that you will use this space for great things for your kingdom. I pray that you will, will work in a mighty, mighty way here. I pray that we get to set up this, this baptistry many, many times and that we get to rejoice with many, many people who you bring to faith through the ministry of this church. Lord, we are your instruments. We are your tools. We pray simply, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Thank you, Father. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.